Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I, th- I think it's I said shit that subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button, please. <laughs> Don't shit on it. Don't. But you should hit it and then make sure you subscribe to the DeHuff Uncensored podcast wherever you're listening. Hey, by the way, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great headlines to get to today. I do want to tell you that my my dog has to wear one of those uh, cones on his around his neck. He, he's like an eighty pound dog, so it just makes it even sadder <laughs> that he has to wear one of those. And it'll be worth it if, if he heals up nicely. But man, he is not used to the dimensions of that cone. He, I want to say he's worn it for two days now, and he's usually one of those dogs that as I'm walking, he walks with me. He's always by my side, and he doesn't know the dimensions, so what happens is if I'm walking and then he sees I'm walking, he tries to catch up, and all of a sudden, I just get like my legs taken out by this little battering ram (laughs) of dog, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck, and I look down, and he's just like, hi, daddy, hi, (laughs) don't mind me, I love you, and I'm like, oh, okay, you're so adorable, but Jesus, you're going to Toss me down the stairs on accident. It's really cute, but it is sad because not only does he do that to me, but he'll run into things around the house and he's just like, I'm like, why is that knocked over? Why is that knocked over? And the kids are like, Jet did it. The dog, he, he can't control it. He doesn't know what he's doing. He knows not what he does. He just keeps knocking shit over. Ah, oh, it's sad and cute. Hey, I wanted to steal something from somebody. Liz, I'm going to be honest about it. There's a lot of people that steal shit from people in the media. I'm just being honest about it. I'm stealing this from a guy that I used to work with, a guy named Tony V. Used to be with KS1075. I believe he's on Flow1071. I believe that's the name of it. Either way. But he posted this because I follow him on, or we're friends on Facebook. And he wrote, what is something gross that other people do and it creeps you out? And a lot of people chimed in. He always gets a lot of good reaction. This one person wrote, uh, Carrie wrote, dig in their own ass, then grab food from a buffet-style setup. Seen this happen tons as as a breakfast cook at La Quinta. That's disgusting. Because then she wrote, then I would have to toss the food away. Yeah, people are gross. That's really fucking disgusting. But... That being said, what did she say? It was a buffet at La Quinta. (laughs) So what do you expect? (laughs) What do you expect? People digging in their ass and then chowing down on the buffet. Uh, That's a little disgusting. I bet buffets are just... It's no wonder that coronavirus spread so quickly across the, the globe. Not just the United States, but the globe. Because we're all fucking disgusting. Some more than others. If you're at a buffet and you decide, I'm going to itch my ass crack, and you go digging for gold in your back end, and then without going to the restroom and and washing your hands, you decide to start serving yourself at the buffet. You got some fucking issues. That's disgusting. This guy named Carl wrote, leaving half-eaten food and dirty dishes laying around in their room until it gets moldy. 
I recently read that at at least 30% of people don't wash their hands after dropping a deuce. Ooh, gross. That's two things in there from Carl. So the dirty dishes thing, I did that when I first lived on my own. My, my mom and stepdad dropped off like a half a salmon. They gave me a salmon and then I baked it in the oven. I remember that I didn't wash the pan. I just stuck the pan in the sink and then I started piling other dishes on the on top. And then next thing you know, I have this weird, disgusting smell just reaching every corner of my apartment. It was the most disgusting smell. It was rotting fish. I could not figure out where the smell was coming from. Then one day, I had these, I don't know why, girls used to always come over and volunteer to clean my apartment. But So I, I was like, okay, go ahead. And then they... They start, I don't remember who it was, starts cleaning up my sink. And then they're like, oh, my God, we found it. (laughs) We found it. It was the fish. It was disgusting. And then one time I had made myself some rice because I knew how to make rice. I, I made the rice. I put it on the back burner because it was done. And I was just sitting. I never took a bite of this rice. Put it on the back burner. Must have got distracted. Like somebody called me and then we went to go hang out or something. And and like I never really hung out in the kitchen. And the way the oven was, it was kind of in the back corner of this kitchen. Not like it was a huge kitchen. That That's the funny thing. And then I don't know how many months later, I decide to clean up my kitchen. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? When did I make rice? It was a science experiment. Man, and I wish I would have taken a picture of it because it was fucking disgusting. The amount of mold that was in this this pot. I was like this is this is up this is absurd. So I just threw the whole pot away. I'm like fuck it. I am not cleaning that shit. So kind of going back to that, like I think we've all been guilty of that at some point. I I would think I would think we're pretty good about it in our house. Although if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be my son. And one of these days I'm going to go in his room and we can be like, what is that smell? And then we're going to be playing the game of let's find the smell. Don't want to play that game. And then Carl talking about people that don't wash their hands after dropping a deuce. Yeah, that's true. If you're ever in a multi-stall restroom, the amount of people that use the restroom sitting down and then just get up and leave is is mind-blowing. It, it happens a lot. Something gross that people do. Swallow their spit. Who doesn't do that? Everybody swallows their spit. And by the way, I'm not saying it's okay to eat boogers because I think that's disgusting. But here's the mind-blowing thing for people. Guess what? We all eat boogers. Well, what do you mean, Scott? No, we don't. Yeah, you do. Do you ever have drainage? It's the same shit, okay? It's just not the the crunchy stuff that's up in your nose. Eventually, some of those are going to get sucked back into your sinuses. Long and short of it ends up draining down into your stomach. Everybody eats boogers. Everybody eats boogers. I still think it's disgusting if you're just trying to take out the middleman and just start picking your nose and start eating it. That's disgusting. Talking to my son right now. (laughs) That's disgusting. But I'm just saying we all eat our boogers. And here's what I wrote 
And somebody responded back with like, what? There's people that use poop knives. And I had never known what a poop knife was until one day, I don't remember where I was, and somebody brought it up because there was a clogged toilet. And they're just like, just go get the poop knife. Is there a poop knife in there? And I'm like, what the fuck is a poop knife? Apparently, a lot of people do this. Maybe not as much as they used to. But instead of having a plunger in the bathroom, they would have like a hanger or a old kitchen knife in the bathroom. So if the, the toilet gets clogged, you just stick that in there and just kind of wiggle it around, break stuff up, and there you go. Clogs on clogs the toilet. Have you ever done that? I've never done well, I did that that one time <laughs> when it was toilet paper, but I just used my hand. I had a poop hand. I think that's so disgusting. It was at work. It was one of the I think it was Alfred Williams or Scott Hastings. Big surprise if Hastings has a poop knife. That guy, if anybody I know has a poop knife, it's Scott Hastings. <laughs> But I wrote that, uh, and then people are like, what are you talking? That's disgusting. Apparently, it's a thing. Somebody wrote uh, people that fart near food. Uh, that's, that is kind of gross. You don't do that in a kitchen. I've had to explain that to my kids. Be like, it's not funny to come into the kitchen when I'm cooking and just fart. That's just gross. <laughs> I shouldn't have to tell you that. Or fart at the dinner table. It's like, come on. Walk out of the room. And go somewhere else and do that. That's disgusting. Anyway, those are just some funny things, gross things that people do. I'm sure you have a list. If you want to contribute to that, please send me an email, dehuffoncensored at gmail.com. Maybe I'll add those to episode 200, which is right around the corner. Again, dehuffoncensored at gmail.com. You know what? I think we need to get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> An officer in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, clocked a driver going 68 miles over the speed limit on I-70. That's ridiculous. The driver was traveling 133 miles per hour in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. I don't understand why people have sports cars, because it would be too tempting to do that. I drive a Honda Accord. And if I had wide open spaces when I'm driving and there's like nobody around me and it's a straight shot, it would be honestly hard in my Honda Accord to not go like 90 some miles an hour. It would be hard not to. It'd be, it'd be too big of a temptation. That's in a Honda Accord. So I imagine it must be so difficult for you not to drive like an asshole and speed like this. If you're driving a legit sports car, whether it's a Mustang, uh, Challenger, uh, all these, you know, I've seen a couple Lamborghinis here in Colorado. That's weird to me. Uh, Ferraris, a ton of Corvettes here in Colorado. But I just don't understand why you would want one because to open it up and go that fast, which those cars are designed to do, I mean, it's just so horribly dangerous. There's a lot of shit that can happen in a split second. Just ask any emergency respond, responder, whether it's police, uh, firefighters, 
uh, EMTs, stuff like that. Just ask them how fast shit can change in a matter of seconds. I told you about that time when I was driving on I-25 southbound. I was heading from Thornton down to the tech center, and it's like 3, 3.30 in the morning, something like that, and a motorcycle must have bumped into a semi-truck because next thing I know, I see sparks flying and a motorcycle spinning. And next thing I know, in a matter of a second, I see a body in the right lane. And what ended up happening is the guy died. But before that, like, like there was like nothing you would never know. It's just like, it's a matter of, of a blink of an, of an eye and just shit. And I almost ran the dude over, which would have been fucking horrible, horrible. But anyway, I don't understand having a sports car unless you're somebody that can go to a track and just really utilize the engine. I, I just think it's such a waste to have a sports car because you shouldn't be driving like that. You shouldn't be going 68 miles per hour over the speed limit. That's ridiculous. I don't believe they caught the person because it had temp tags on it. They just clocked them doing this. It's just fucking I I hate that. As like I've talked before, I I don't I I used to be a traffic reporter so we would constantly be tra- uh commenting or talking about accidents. And it's just, it's sad and it's just moronic to be driving that fast. And you should automatically lose your license and go to jail. I'm, I'm just sorry. That's putting so many people at risk. I sound like an old lady complaining, but it's just like, come on, man. That's that's ridiculous. Soji Marimoto, I, I think I'm pronouncing that right, has what some people would call a dream job. He's a 38-year-old in Tokyo, and he charges $71 an hour. Wait, wait, $71 per booking to accompany clients and simply exist as as a companion for them. So he just sits down with them. So he sits down with clients, and they pay him $71 to just chill with them, whatever it may be. This is what he said. Basically, I rent myself out. My job is to do whatever or be wherever my clients want me to be and do nothing in particular. And he has handled over 4,000 sessions in the past four years. So about 1,000 sessions per year. Roughly a quarter of them are repeat customers, including one who has hired him right around 270 times. So this is what he says. His job has taken him to a park with a person who wanted to play on a seesaw. He also has, uh, has, this is what he also, he has also beamed and waved through a, a train window at a complete stranger who wanted a send off. He said he sees about one or two clients a day before the pandemic, it was three or four a day. Man, I don't know. That's really fucking sad. That's a sad life in Tokyo that he he's in, interacting with. Somebody that pays somebody $71 to 
to pretend to give a shit about them and wave at them as they roll away on a train. That's fucking sad. I mean, good for him. He's making money off of it. But I, oh God, I, it's just, it, that's horribly sad. Fuck man. I didn't even think about it that way until I just got through this story. Maybe I shouldn't have used this story. It's fucking making me sad. Could you imagine being at that point where you're like, you're basically paying somebody to pretend to be your friend. What's That's exactly what you're doing. Man, I just don't understand how you get to that point. But I guess, I guess some people, maybe they're just so busy. They just need... Although there, I think it's Japan too that has those things where you can you can rent, or not rent, but you can buy like a half a body, and just something to cuddle with. And there's also I've God I need to do some research on this too. There's I maybe we talked about this before, but there is a company where you can rent people kind of like this, but just to snuggle with, and that's just bizarre to me. That's borderline prostitution, which I'm fine with. Again, sex work is real work. Haven't talked about it in a bit, but I'm just letting you know, sex work is real work. Might as well make it legal. Tax the shit out of it. Make it a clean industry because so many politicians are using the, 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 the industry anyway. Might, might as well make it safe for everyone. Come on, politicians. You're, you're just helping yourself, <laughs> right? Come on. Come on, it should be legalized. But anyway, that's fucking bizarre. It's sad. Would you ever use anything like that? I guess if you're really depressed, I just, I, I just couldn't imagine. Be like that. That's if, if I'm gonna pay for something. If I'm gonna pay seventy one dollars, I better get a hand job out of it. I'm just saying, I crossed the line. That's fine. I did. But I'm just being honest. If I'm gonna shell out seventy one bucks for somebody to wave. At me as I'm driving away. Five minutes prior to that, they better been uh, sucking me off in the in the coat closet. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I am. Hi, honey. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. <laughs> She's like, okay. Uh, excuse me. What are you doing in a coat closet? Nothing. I didn't do anything. I was just saying, standing there. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, whoo. How do you dig yourself out of that hole? I'm just saying that's what you better be. Get your money's worth. <laughs> Woo. Got more headlines coming your way. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. Now, stay with me on this. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday from a punter running out of the end zone to plain old QB sack worth two points. Root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now. Go go ahead and do it. Whether you're in your Play Store or your Apple whatever store, go ahead, download the Superbook Colorado app right now. Start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. So visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. 
The Great Outdoors is even greater at the Blake Street Taverns. Check out our 250-seat beer garden with the 6x10 big screen. Football never looks so good. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. This is actually a fear of mine. And I swear this shit should be happening more often than it's not. Because there's times where I'm walking around and I'm like, how is this not happening? The Cleveland Metro Park Zoo says they have resumed normal operations after a few days ago a wolf breached its habitat on Monday morning. The, the wolves are, were not on exhibit. They were in an off-exhibit area, an exhibit space that we don't use very often. This is according to Dr. Chris Coor. Coor the executive director of the Cleveland Metro Parks Zoo. Apparently, the wolf was able to get out of that space. That's fucking horrifying for me, especially because it's a wolf. I, I mean, I guess any animal would freak the fuck out of me if I'm at the zoo and be like, that's not a peacock, that's not a goose. Somebody get a tranquilizer gun because just about any other animal at the zoo can screw you up, right? God, I could see that with like a gorilla. Oh, gorilla. Let me tell you a story about a gorilla at the zoo. My son, my daughter was probably about one year old. My son must have been about three. So kind of give you an idea. And I, I know DMAC, when I worked at the fan, used to give me shit all the time because I would always take my kids to the zoo. And part of it was it's something to do other than stay at home and do nothing. And he, it was funny because he used to give me shit. And I need to get D-Mac on. I need to get him on because he's a funny dude. But he used to give me shit because he's like, they don't, they don't know what they're looking at. And he's right, especially at some age, they don't know what the fuck they're looking at. But it was something to do as a parent. Uh, instead of being at home and driving myself crazy, trying to figure out how to entertain them there, we could just walk around they could see animals and make noises like animals, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. It's shit to do. And my kids love the zoo, and I feel like it's given them an appreciation for animals. And I'm going to continue taking them to the zoo because it is a good way to educate them on animals. But that being said, my son is three, my daughter's about one, and we're we're. I must. It must have been a weekday because there was hardly anybody at the zoo, which is the best time to go. When nobody's there. So we're in at the Denver Zoo. We're in this inside part where it's a, it's a small interior part of the gorilla section. And it's just, I don't know, maybe like 200 feet long. It's not huge as far as where the viewers, the zoo uh, attendees can, can, walk, can walk around. And there's glass rooms, and you can see where there's gorilla, there's orangutan over in the other, excuse me, other area. Anyway, we're the only ones in there. And my son, being three and being a little shit, <laughs> goes, and because we're trying to not be helicopter parents, which is very hard not to be at times, but we're just like, let him kind of wander around. There's nobody here. So he gets up. And he go, goes to the glass where the gorilla is. So my son, again, like three years old, walks up to where the gorilla glass is. There's a big, giant freaking gorilla on the other side of the Denver Zoo window. And my son starts go banging on the window. 
And we go, whoa, 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 Jackson, stop doing that. Don't do that. And being three, he doesn't listen to me. And we're like, oh, stop doing that. You're going to make the gorilla mad. And so we warned him twice. And I was, I think my wife was about to walk over to get my son. Then all of a sudden, the gorilla, the big ass gorilla gets pissed at my son because he starts hitting the window again like a little like one of those annoying kids. Usually it's not my kid, but that day it was my kid. Starts hitting the window. Boom, 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 boom. The gorilla looks at my son, gets pissed, turns around and does this like superhero fly, double-fisted punch onto the glass window right in front of my son. And it just scared the living shit out of everyone. My wife, my daughter, me, and of course, my son. And he just goes, poof. It was so frightening, so frightening. My son just turns pale, looks over at me, and just starts crying. And I pick him up, and I'm like, did you not listen to what we said? Don't piss off a gorilla. Man, that was scary. And I, <laughs> it's like, dude, I told you. How many times as a parent do you sit there and you go, I, I've told them this amount of times. Now it's just, I feel like it's just, I, I got to let you fail just so you can sink into your mind that you need to listen to me. You'd think that that, that would have scared him straight and that he would listen to me all the time. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. But that was, a, that was crazy because I had never seen it. And it was like a superhero move. Like that gorilla... You see the strength and the agility of a gorilla when they get pissed. And that was, it was, is fucking cool, but holy shit, my kid. And I remember I pick him up and after I'm like, told you so, told you so. But like, he is like crying and he is like latched onto me because he's, and he's like, daddy, that was scary. Yeah, I know it is scary. Don't mess with gorillas. Also, if that gorilla breaks through the glass, there's nothing I can do to help you other than to sacrifice my own body. And then he's probably going to toss me aside like a fucking wet rag. Man, that was crazy. That was crazy. I want I should ask him about that if he still remembers it. I bet he does because that was like horrifying. I have a picture somewhere where he is just my wife took a picture of him just like latched on to me. Fucking crazy. Don't piss off the animals. Because, like, talking about this, this this wolf that breached its habitat in Cleveland, I, I'm honestly surprised that doesn't happen more often. Because there's been times where I've been at, say, the Denver Zoo, and I want to say that they had cheetahs out. And I'm looking around, I'm like, if this cheetah, if they really wanted to, I'm pretty sure some of these cats especially could get out. They fucking could. And that's horrifying to think about. And I'm sure the zoos, all the zoos out there have a game plan of this. Like this one in Cleveland, they they had them back in fairly quickly. But man, if you have somebody that's inexperienced or you just don't know exactly that it's happening, that there's a lot of chaos that can be <laughs> happening uh, before you get to it. God, man. I look at those like tigers and shit at the zoo. Those things, that that is the 
scariest animal. The the tigers and lions scare the shit out of me because, well, I guess any cat. I mean, you, I, I told you, I have my cat Gary. Gary kind of scares me, and if I, and now supersize him, and it's even more frightening because cats are fucking weird. And imagine having being around a tiger. They might look at you like, oh, I just want to rub up against you. And then next thing you know, they're like, nah, I'm hungry. Arr! And then they rip your head off. Listen, I've seen it a million times. It probably could happen. If my cat could eat me, it probably would have already ate me by now. He He's just too small. <laughs> he's a, he. I, have, I brushed him uh, a couple weeks ago. And he was just like loving it up. And then all of a sudden he starts chewing on my fingers. I'm like, I don't know if that means he's happy or if he's just like testing the waters. Be like, can, can I rip his flesh off? Hmm. He's tastes delicious. L delicious. But a little too, mm, no, too, too chunky for me. Speaking of that, there was a, not the chunky part. There, I forgot about this. There was a chimpanzee that escaped from a Ukrainian zoo. And it was returned to the facility on a zookeeper's bike. And they also they also had the the chimpanzee wearing like a rain, yellow raincoat. Like basically, it looked like it was fucking Curious George. <laughs> it was like the the man in the yellow hat and Curious George hooked up, and they're like, you know what? Let's ride a bike. But I guess part of that is because the U obviously the Ukraine war going on and they they had to relocate some animals and somehow it got out which obviously with the chaos that's going on in ukraine i guess that shit's about that's very likely to happen what's scary though is a champ chimpanzees are fucking strong i remember several years back when uh, there was a story of a lady i think it was hers or maybe the neighbors had a pet chimpanzee and it went crazy because it's not meant to be locked up in a cage and, and, you know, be somebody's pet. It went crazy and ripped this lady's face off. It like broke her bones. And, and I want to say it ripped her face off. That's fucking horrifying. Maybe that's the thing that I'm more scared of at the zoo is a, is a monkey or I, like I said, a gorilla gorillas could just fucking just wreck you. And they're just so smart. And that's what freaks me out. Man, maybe I don't want to go back to the zoo. That shit's horrifying. I do want to see if I could... It would be neat to kind of volunteer at the zoo. You see some cool shit. Very cool shit. A TikToker named At The Suede Show, also known as Funny Man Suede, I guess he has a podcast or something. He he posted a video showing a Wingstop delivery that had been eaten. And the guy, the driver, admitted to consuming the chicken wings and french fries. And the note left inside the bags. This is what it was. This keep in mind when I read this, this was a handwritten note. It said, I'm sorry. I, number eight, Cho, C-H-O, food. I'm broken hungry. Consider it like you are paying it, then four, and then word, 
So forward. I'm quitting this lame-ass job N-E-way. Be blessed. Okay, the fact that that's a handwritten note just bugs the fuck out of me. I can see if that was... Let's get to the food-eating thing later. The fact that he wrote this on with pen and paper and he abbreviated what he wrote just just makes me want to smash this guy's head in the wall not mine i'm not gonna smash my own head the who writes like that text yes i get it maybe you're tweeting something or putting something on social media that's fine you don't hand write forward with the number four and then ward you don't do that you don't say i'm sorry i ate your food with i the number eight c-h-o and then food that's not how you write <laughs> fuck watch this guy's like some brilliant <laughs> a brilliant mind that's just how he writes just drives me nuts don't do that that being said going back to the wing stop delivery which I used to do a lot of stuff with Wingstop over at The Fan. And for a while, they had really good food and a really good product. But the Wingstop by my house has been more missed than hit as of late. And I want to say we haven't ordered from them in maybe three months because we're just sick and tired of every time we fucking order there, you get uh, your food and it's like half, the, like one wing has like half seasoning on it and then it's like plain it's like that's not the way it works you get the whole fucking thing <laughs> i'm sorry i'm mad listen if you really want to see me passionate we'll talk about food and my expectations of food uh especially when i'm paying for it they're high i expect to get my money's worth anyway the fact that this this tiktoker orders this food and then some the 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 what is it uh, the delivery guy probably from oh god i can't even think of him but you get what i'm saying the uber food or whatever uber eats whoever it was the fact that they ate the food i bet that happens more often than not because if you look at it they usually put like a sticker on the bag to imply that it's never been tampered with i'm sure it's very easy to on stick that sticker, reach your hand in there, eat a wing or eat some fries, and then gently put the sticker back. I bet that happens more often than not. You can send me a message and, and be anonymous about it. I don't want you to get fired and, and tell me that. It, regardless, if you've done it, I'm not going to say anybody's name. Okay? To huffoncensored at gmail.com. If you're somebody that does the, the Uber Eats or any sort of uh, deli food delivery. I can't think of any of the food delivery services. Or you're uh, uh, just a delivery driver set for maybe pizza or something. If you've ever taken a bite of food, send me an email. Let me know what the situation was because I'm curious. I'm not going to rat you out. I don't want you to lose your job. But I do want to know if that's the case. Or it, maybe you've caught somebody doing that. To huffuncensored at gmail.com. Because I imagine a lot of these people that are maybe doing the, the delivery services, you know, maybe they're struggling like this guy said he was. He, he's broke and hungry. It would be fucking hard to sit in my car when I hadn't ate all day or whatever and I'm delivering food to people. It'd be hard not to. 
right? Maybe you're not eating as much so your family could eat more. And then you're sitting there driving food around. Man, maybe I should do that, by the way. I'm not going to steal people's food. But I feel like that'd be a good way to earn some extra money at night is me being like a a food delivery person. Because you can pick when, when you decide to do it, right? That wouldn't be a bad idea. I should probably do that. So if I deliver you food, I expect you to give me a good tip. <laughs> if you see me, I will wear my Duff Uncensored podcast shirt as I deliver food. Listen, always be promoting. What better way to promote the podcast than by me delivering food to your door? <laughs> like, like, Scott, you okay? My neighbor does the, he's an Uber driver. And what is the other? There's, God, why can't I think? There's Uber and then there's uh, a Lyft. He does both. And he is telling me, like, he has, like, a 4.8 star rating. Like, like that's his, he's so fucking proud of that. And he cleans the shit out of his car. This, he doesn't deliver food. He just picks people up and drives them around. And I don't know if I could do that part because I, I don't want to talk to people that much. But he, te- he goes through. It's kind of interesting how, the, how he does it and how he, it's like an office. He's bringing people in to his office and he's giving them an experience. He, he has candies, he has water, he has chargers in the back for the clients. So he has multiple plugs so they can charge their phones if needed. It's fascinating. And he's always clean in his car. He probably has the cleanest car on the fucking block. So Sean, if you're listening, good job to you. And I kind of want him to just drive me around because I think it would be interesting to see what a day is like for somebody that's an Uber driver. I should talk to him about that. That'd be kind of a a neat experience because I'm sure you meet a lot of cool, interesting people, but you also probably meet a lot of assholes out there. Man, that's something interesting we could do. Yeah, if you have a job that you want me to tag along with for a half a day, let me know because I think that would be fun and then we, we can kind of, you know, let people know about what you do. That's something else that I think we could get into after episode 200. There's a lot of interesting jobs out there. That whether it's kind of like a dirty job, if you've ever seen that with uh, on Discovery, I think it's Mike Rowe does it, does an amazing job. Uh, dirty jobs. I think it would be interesting to drive around with somebody that does a job, especially one that where you have to drive around. I think that's, where you see a bunch of clients on a regular basis, I think that would be interesting to observe. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, trash truck. Man, man, I need to talk to, like, the city of Thornton. I, sh- I think that would be a kind of a neat idea just to get a perspective of what it's like in the life of a trash man. I, I think it's an underappreciated job, but it's one of the most critical jobs in the world it is a garbage man or waste disposal person however you want to say it that that would be fascinating i wouldn't want to do a ride along with police because that would just scare the shit out of me (laughs) although i do kind of want to take a tour of a jail that would be funny uh can i work the hose scott what do you mean the hose like would you bring in new prisoners and you'd like hose them off (laughs) can i do that because that'd be fun (laughs) i don't think they do that I think they only do that in some movies. But it would be fun to do it. This guy, he's, a, he's really, really hard up about uh, hosing people off. 
I'd be like, it's fun. <laughs> those those fireman hoses are fucking legit. Uh, they don't do that. But anyway, I think that would be neat. There's a lot of jobs out there that I would love to get a new perspective on. Even like at restaurants, I I I listen. I've talked to you guys a lot about my past of being in the quick service restaurant industry. I I never worked in a full service, but I whatever the uh, restaurant is, I, I find that shit fascinating. I love a finely tuned restaurant. I love watching industries where they just have their shit just flowing. I love that. When you see a restaurant, if you're ever able to take a peek back in a restaurant kitchen and you see how if it's clean, if it's clean and you hear a lot of talking, not just conversation about what are you doing today or do you know what so-and-so did yesterday, stuff like that. No. If they're talking about the job, they're talking about how much, you know, they're communicating on on ingredients, they're they're talking about plates, they're talking about entrees. If you hear a lot of good conversation and it's a clean restaurant, that's a really good fucking sign. And that stuff, I love seeing that stuff. And I, I get it's I'm a nerd in weird ways. I love a, a finely tuned restaurant. I love a finely tuned you know, whatever industry, uh, a mechanic. Like I go up to my my wife's uncle's auto shop, Stan's Auto up in Loveland, and I walk behind the scenes, stuff that a lot of the customers don't see, and I see how clean it is, how organized it is, and just how much, like you, you talk to them off to the side, and I'm talking to Sheldon who runs the place, who's the owner now because he took over for his dad, Stan. And I talked to him and just like how much he appreciates his customers and how he really honestly wants to make sure the customers get a good deal and how he just, he's like, you know, I know a lot of people and they just try to screw over the customer. And he's like, I just, I just want us to do it the right way. And I want to make sure that the customer feels good about their experience. I'm like, Jesus, that's awesome. I love that. So again, Stan's Auto up in Loveland. If you're in the north northern part of Colorado, you maybe you have a car issue or he does towing. He also does, uh, you know, he fixes cars. And they have a wide range. I believe they can do RVs as well. But just legit, and I'm I'm not just blowing smoke because it's my family. I'm honestly going behind the scenes. Listen, if if they were shit, I just wouldn't bring it up. But they're good, and I, no, they're great. And the fact that I'm able to talk to them behind the scenes and just get the the gist of it and be like, they're not trying to blow smoke up my butt. They're just being honest. And there's like I'm I'm drinking with Sheldon on. Uh, I think it was New Year's, New Year's Eve, this last New Year's Eve, hammered off my ass, by the way, and he drank me under the table without any hesitations. But, and he's just, 
you just see his eyes light up when he talks about the business. He loves the business and he loves the people. So it's really cool when you see uh, companies like that. So if there's a company you want me to give some special praise, I, I love that, especially if it's a Colorado company. I think that's neat. And we need to support our community. In our community, whether it's me up here in the Thornton area or just in Colorado in general, I, I think we need to support one of one another. And when people do things the right way, dude, we really need to give them a high five and just be like, yeah, good job. You're doing it the right way. Again, Stan's Auto up in Loveland. They do it the right way. What are some other companies that you would like me to you know, prop up. And I'm not just going to, just because you send me in something that I'm going to go, Oh, Hey, by the way, go check out this. I have to see it. I'm not going to support something. Guys, I talked to you about, uh, what is it? I talked to you about Blake street tavern because I've been there and it's not just because they're, you know, giving me money to be a sponsor of this podcast. I've been down there. I have the right to refuse a sponsor. If it's good product, I will promote it. And Blake Street Tavern is legit. Chris Fuselet and his crew are fucking amazing. And they do a good fucking job. And they have amazing food. And it's always a good atmosphere. Here's what's funny. When I go in there, the majority of people don't know who the fuck I am. But guess what? They treat me like royalty, like they treat everybody there. And I fucking love that. Total Beverage, same thing in Thornton and Westminster. They do a great fucking job. And I've been shopping there prior to them uh, being a sponsor. So when Mile High Sports is just like, hey, what do you think about Total Beverage being a sponsor of the podcast? I'm like, fuck yeah. Go there all the time anyway. I use the product. It's like when Burns & McCoy was my sponsor to start things off. Burns & McCoy is a hot sauce company in northern Colorado. They're not a sponsor anymore, but I will tell you, they make the best fucking hot sauce out there. I love their product. I do. Even though they're not a sponsor, I don't mind fucking talking about them. I think that shit's great, and it's a local company, and I love that. I love that. Superbook Colorado. Superbook, uh, I was already using them and uh, like just everybody I know uses them. And I know the people behind the scenes that work there. Who is it? Jake uh, Cornegay. Corne I always say his name wrong and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's kind of a, a, a voice for them too and talk to him a lot. And he's just a good guy. And, and I'm, even though I don't know his last name. But that's the thing. I only work with people that I like and I appreciate. So it's it, it's very it, it's very interesting when people. I'll tell you this. Just here's the thing about a lot of people in media, especially radio, because it's that's kind of what radio is. Is they have a lot of sponsors. But here's the thing. They don't. There's a lot of times, not all the time, there's a lot of times where people get sponsors for radio and they never even use the product. Never. Ever. And 
that just is mind blowing to me. I did cinch propane. I used the 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 product. I think it's fucking awesome. They deliver it to your house, and it's the same fucking cost, if not cheaper, than going somewhere. And all you have to do is leave out your tank. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. I love that shit. If you have a company like that, let me know. And I want to tell the world about it because that shit is cool. I love that. I just got a new sponsor for my video. So if you're on social media, make sure you like them. And please, if you can, retweet them or share them if you're able. Veritas Fine Cannabis. Here's the thing with weed. Weed is part of our lives, guys. It is. And what I like, and uh, it sounds like I'm pitching you, but here's the thing. Veritas is like legit, like elegant cannabis, right? So if you're going to buy weed, you want to buy the good stuff. You, you want to buy something that really takes pride in itself and a company that takes pride in itself, and that's Veritas. And I had used this before, and it's just such legit weed. And when, what's funny is when you get the containers, it really explains it to you. Because anytime I've gone into a dispensary to go buy some product, here's, here's what happens. I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm buying. <laughs> I don't. What do you recommend? And everything that they tell you is just like, okay, are you, are you really trying to relax? And you don't want to be like zoned out in front of the TV eating Cheetos, but you just want to be able to, to function, right? Because there are different types of weed out there, and there is. And then they'll, they'll recommend this. So that's what's cool about Veritas is you can kind of do it, it. They have this thing going on. And like I said, they, they sponsor the, the uh, they're sponsoring uh, my videos, my quick hits, which is cool. And I fucking love that they're doing that. So right now they're doing a build your own half ounce, which is crazy. It's kind of like a flight of weed. You remember like you go to like a bar and be like, I want to get a flight of whiskey or beers and you're, you're kind of, you know, it's not too much. It's just enough samples essentially. Well, that's kind of what they're doing. But here's I'm, I'm reading from what they wrote. They're now offering a new way to build your own half ounce with the Veritas four pack. So you can stock up on your favorite strains or mix and match flavors to create the ultimate half ounce pack. They're doing that now through September 18th of 2022, okay? So you can get an eighth for a dime. You purchase three eighth jars and get the fourth one for 10 cents in a special to-go packs. Customers can mix and match any flavors in stock, and they're going to be able to offer a product credit back to the stores each month for every 10 cent eighth sold. You're encouraged to bring their own carriers back each visit. So it's really neat that they do that. And like, I got to be honest, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what I'm doing when I go into uh, to buy marijuana. I don't. There's just way too much shit out there. And I just need something that's going to make me relax because let's be honest, we need to treat ourselves. We always talk about self-care. So it, when you talk about something like Veritas, that's what the ultimate self-care is. Because it's one thing to sit down and relax. The kids finally went to bed. 
where you're sitting there and you're like, man, I am just so stressed out. I got this and that to do tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And that's where you just you grab some Veritas fine cannabis and relax. Let your pamper yourself. It, we're, we're always so consumed with uh, helping other people or you're, you're always so busy. Take a moment for yourself and get some Veritas and just fucking relax. This shit is legit shit. I've had some stuff where you where you smoke it that's not been Veritas, and you're just like, I don't know if I trust this shit. It just... Here's the thing. They... they and I'm kind of talking a lot about this, but it's one of those things that it bugs me when people don't take pride in their products. It does. And they take pride in their fucking product. And I love Veritas. So go ahead, go to Veritas, uh, their Google search, V-E-R-I-T-A-S, and it's going to be Veritas Fine Cannabis. You can click on there and see where you can buy it. You can buy it at so many different locations throughout Colorado, and it's reasonably priced, and it's just legit. I can't remember. What did I have the other day? It was like a cake. <laughs> it, was, it was like good, and it's smooth. It doesn't knock you on your butt. You can get stuff that does that, but what I had is, excuse me, it's just legit relaxing stuff, and there's just days, and guys... Get over it. I would rather somebody say that they smoke weed than somebody that says they drink booze all the time. And there's nothing wrong with either as far as drinking or smoking weed. It's just it, everything is, is a matter of uh, portion control. So, I mean, you, I don't, I, I don't like when people are like high constantly. That's just fucking weird and a little reckless. But if you're just somebody that need, you've had a rough fucking day, man, there's been way too many days where, especially with the pandemic and dealing with all that shit, you're just, your head's about to explode. You're at your wits end with your kids or, or whatever work is fucking annoying as shit. And you just want to beat the shit out of somebody. Well, instead of beating the shit out of somebody, that's where you go and you get some uh, weed and, and you just smoke a little. Don't be the person that just overdoes it. Just start off if you haven't done it, especially if you haven't done it in a while, just do a little bit. You got edibles too. That's a, Here, I'll tell you this though about edibles. A lot of people have it in their mind where like it's the old school edibles where you could eat like you know, a quarter pan of brownies, and then you'd get, get kind of fucked up. They have these little edibles that are, you know, maybe nickel size, maybe a quarter size, and sometimes you can just eat half of that, and you'll be good. And always remember this when you do edibles. It takes roughly 45 minutes to an hour before it kicks in. So... Maybe you take one as you, you start putting the kids to bed, and then by the time they're done, you'll start maybe you know starting to feel the effects of it, and then you can just go fucking relax. This sounds like a 30-minute uh, infomercial for Veritas <laughs> Cannabis, but it's just I'm just being honest, guys. There's way too many times we just get so 
fucking worn out of, with life, then there's an option for it. I'm not saying it's the best choice for everybody because it's not. Some people just don't handle weed well. Some people do. Some people need it to relax. I told you that story where I, I about lost my mind when I was covering the Super Bowl in New Orleans and I was working basically, it was basically five o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night because I had to do set up the morning show and ran. And, and to be honest, I didn't, we weren't prepared for that Super Bowl either. So I didn't have a bunch of guests lined up. So I had to, on the fly, walk around constantly begging for people to come on to the podcast or the, the show, the station, because what you're supposed to do and what we learned because of that is you start setting shit up like a week, maybe even three weeks prior to the Super Bowl. You start interacting with people and be like, hey, we're going to be out there. Do you have any guests? And then you start getting on lists. Well, I wasn't on any lists. The station wasn't on any list, so I had to walk around constantly begging and pleading, can you squeeze us in? I got this guy over here, Joel Klatt and Mike Evans. Can you squeeze Emmett Smith on there and whatever? And and we did it. But like by the end of, I think it was Thursday, my mind was going to explode. And I was just so fucking pissed off. I was so mentally drained. I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I called my wife. I remember I was like, I, and I'm almost crying because I'm just like, emotionally, I was just like, I was about to burst. And I essentially was like, I don't, if, if somebody says the wrong thing to me, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna snap. And I don't know what I'm gonna do. And it was just at that point where I was overworked, overstressed. And she's back here in Colorado. She has nothing that she can do to me other than say, just take a breath calm down, walk away. And then thankfully later that night after having dinner, one of the guys that I used to work with, great person, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, he comes up to me and he's like, are you, Scott, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm fucking exhausted mentally and physically and I'm about to burst. And he's like, it's okay. Let's go get your head right, okay? And then him and his buddy, uh, we went. <laughs> it's in the middle of the night in New Orleans. We go, we we separate from the group of, of people that we were with. And I go into some back alley, some back parking lot behind a brick wall. And there I am, you know, smoking weed in, in the back alley, helping a former NFL player light his bowl. <laughs> and it was funny. And you know what's funny? Is it was like immediate. Immediate. And I didn't get like, I didn't take a bunch of hits. I want to say I took like maybe two hits. Right? This was really before weed was legalized. So it's even better now. So you don't have to smoke a lot to get your money's worth. So it's not like when I'm talking about like a half an ounce or an eighth, you know, for a dime, all that, that's a good amount of weed that you can get for a really good price. And it's like legit weed. So it's funny because I smoked that weed and 
it immediately just washed away. And it was, it, it, I will forever remember that because the, the benefit of smoking weed in that situation was that I could have lost my job and thrown away my career because I couldn't handle the stress of what was going on. I was at my wit's end. I smoked that. Next thing you know, I'm walking down the street shoulder to shoulder with these huge fucking football players, <laughs> former football players. My boss at the time saw me in the cab and was just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Is that Duff surrounded by those guys? What the shit? Like, I looked so out of place. Greatest moment of as far as friendship goes is, is the moment when I'm listening to the these guys talk as we're walking the streets of New Orleans, and they're just like, God, I love smoking and walking around. I love it. I, they're just... They're just so happy and they're just, I see these guys in a new light and, and it was just cool because they're just, they're just relaxed and they have the biggest smiles on their face. And I remember them talking about how they love to be out in public. And I said, guys, I don't, I don't, I hate being out in public when I'm high and they stop and they turn around and they both put their hands on my shoulder. And again, I'm six foot tall. These guys much bigger than me, but they both put their hands on my shoulder and they're like, Scott, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to be hanging out with us. If you're not comfortable, it's okay. And it's just funny because, you know, they're the, like, who am I to them? They've accomplished so much shit. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I, I don't want to be here. They're like, you can go back to your hotel room. You're good. Do you need us to walk you back? I'm like, no, no, I, I, I think I can get back there on my own. They're like, we just don't want you to be uncomfortable. We love that you hung out with us. We appreciate that. It was like this fucking hallmark moment where I'm like surrounded by these former football players, just got, you know, fucking high with them. <laughs> and like, I'm in a good mood, but I'm, I hate being in public. And they're just like, dude, it's okay. And they put their arms, they had their arms on my shoulders. And I was like, guys, I really appreciate it. Like, I almost started crying because I was like so relieved. And they're like, if you need to go, go. I'm like, thank you guys so much. I'll never forget this. And they were cool. It was, it was a cool bro moment. It was. It was. And I'll, I'll forever remember that because it, it was just cool. It was neat. And they were just so chill and relaxed. They're high as fuck, but they, they were nice. So I remember walking back to my hotel. Again, I'm high, and I hadn't smoked in a long time at this point. So I'm, like, really feeling it. Like, my mind is just, I'm super relaxed now. But then I also had that slight paranoia because I'm out and about. And still, and part of that is because marijuana is still frowned upon. And especially at that time, it, it's illegal. And it, I, it probably still is in Louisiana, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I don't know. Maybe it is legal now. But at that point, it was illegal. So I'm sitting there. I'm high. I shouldn't be high because it's technically against the law. Now I'm separating from two individuals that can protect me physically because there's a lot of shady motherfuckers in Louisiana. <laughs> there is, especially at night. 
Because at one point when I'm walking with those guys, there's this homeless guy that sees the two guys I'm with and how big they are. And then he's like, like kind of in awe of them. And then he, and I remember he looks at me and he's like, and he gets this look on his face. Like, what the, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who the fuck are you? You odd piece of shit. Why are you with them? <sniffs> Lucky, I guess. <laughs> but then I, I ended up making my way. I walked so fast. <laughs> I walked so fast back to my, my hotel that I shared with uh, Nate Lundy, actually, who works with me over at Mile High Sports. Nate is the the owner of Mile High Sports and just does an amazing job. But anyway, he and I used to work at the fan together. We shared a room, and I remember, I remember I was in such a good mood by the time I got back to the hotel. I get into the room, and I'm like, fuck, I am hungry. I have the munchies. I'm relaxed. Now I'm in full embracing the I'm relaxed and I'm not stressed out anymore because I had the paranoia thing for a bit and that kind of bugged me. But now I'm in my room. I have a drink. I have, you know, a TV. Nobody else is in the room. It's just me. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm fucking hungry as shit. Nate had a giant bag of Gardettos that was sitting by the TV. And I'm like, he hasn't even opened this shit. And it was Thursday. We leave on Saturday. Come on. So fucking pop that shit open. Send him a text. I was like, I'm eating your Gardettos. <laughs> I can't help it, man. It's Gardettos. Gardettos are good anyway. But then you mix in that you're high. <laughs> Those, they didn't have a chance. They didn't have a chance. So what I'm saying in a roundabout way is go check out Veritas Fine Cannabis. Google it, Veritas Cannabis. And trust me, you can build your own half, a half ounce, get an eighth for a dime. It's going on now through September 18th uh, of this year, 2022. Just check it out. Check it out. I'm not saying you have to buy anything, okay? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I put my name behind this because I'm – not somebody that's going to fucking bullshit you just for money. No, Veritas is legit shit, okay? I, it took me like 30 minutes to get to that point again, but I'm not going to fucking blow smoke up your butt. <laughs> but Veritas is legit, guys. Fucking legit. And uh, it, it's just shit that's smooth, and it's going to put you in a good mood. And you deserve to be pampered. That's why I'm saying check out Veritas, okay? V-E-R-I-T-A-S. Boy, if they don't sign a one-year deal after this, I'll be goddamn surprised. <laughs> also, when you're on social media, check out my quick hits. And that's funny. It's kind of annoying, though, in a sense that now I'm doing quick hits where I'm producing the video and then, you know, putting it out and as a spot, I'm, I'm probably probably going to re-release some of the quick hits I did before because they're funny. And I, I got more people watching the quick hits now. And it's it's a lot of fun. I got Bree from Mile High Sports voicing the uh, intro for quick hits. And she, she has a great voice, a lot better than I, I thought it was going to be. I knew she had a good voice, but then when she sent me the audio so I can mix it in with the the video stuff. I was like, dang, she, it just sounds clean and good. Like she could be making a good living as a as a voice artist, so voiceover artist. So if you need a good female voice, 
uh, let me know and I can pass it along to Bree because she has the capability of recording shit. Also, I have somebody that wants me to be a, a voice for their telephone system. That would be fucking weird. That would be weird. I don't know if I could do that. I've never done that. If you want me to do that, let me know. Because that would be funny. You're like, hi. You've re- I did do it. Actually, didn't I do one for Sam's number three? I did one with the radio station. And I produced it for him. And it was, it was kind of funny because I had the guys do silly stuff. That, that was actually pretty funny. Be like, hey, it's D-Mac and uh, hopefully not Columbus because he has that voice that people be like, oh, what is that? Hang up. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Tyler Columbus. <laughs> I love Tyler. Uh, the voice, though, does get me sometimes. But yeah, I, it, I did that. It would be like D-Mac and Al be like, hey, it's D-Mac and Al. And thanks for holding on Sam's number three you know, multiple locations they'd give them and then be like, hey, you know what I like to do at Sam's number three? I like to eat this. And they'd just be given testimonials and then be be silly. Because like D-Mac is, is a former stand-up comedian. That's what I, he, okay, he's on my list of guys that I'll get. Because he has, a lot of people hate D-Mac, but it, it, myself included at times. And that's fine. I'm just being honest. There's times where I fucking can't stand the guy. But there's, Plenty of other times where I'm like, God damn, I, I fucking respect the shit out of that guy. He is the only guy in Denver media that will go to a press conference and ask questions where you're just like, dude, nobody else wanted to ask that, but everybody wanted that question to be asked. So he comes off as an asshole. Yeah, but he fucking has the nuts to, to do it. So, yeah, so <laughs> I am way all over the place right now. It's going to explode. It done exploded. It did. There's guts everywhere. My wife's going to listen to this and she'd be like, you know, you should have ended it like 30 minutes prior. You should have. You should have. Be like, well, I didn't. I didn't. Anyway, go check out Veritas. (laughs) Seriously, if you try it, let me know what you get. And it is interesting. They, They give you a lot of information on what your product is. So you feel informed when you get it and you're not just going, it's weed. And this is the crazy name it has. Uh, you know, they, they give you a lot of information of, well, if, if you're looking for a nice relaxing evening, uh, one where you can just, you know, watch TV and just decompress. Here's, here's this one. And I should have brought the things with me that have the, the different, sayings on them and stuff like that it's really neat and they really put some thought into the product not just growing it but uh the the idea of how they label it maybe that's another company that i can go behind the scenes with and really kind of get an idea of how their process goes because i think a lot of us just don't know what it takes to to manufacture marijuana that's so fucking mind blowing to me. I shared that story with you the first time I ever bought weed, and like I, I'm like, how much do I owe you? And I pull out my wallet. <laughs> Hold on, you said twenty five. Then the girl I was with, she's like, just give me your fucking wallet. <laughs> Here, take this. Go. Um, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. Uh, like I said, I don't mind. I love drinking whiskey. Uh, you know 
old fashions and just other types of whiskey mixed drinks or just whiskey and bourbon as well as some good beers like sour beers and stuff. But ultimately I always feel good after I smoke weed because, um, you don't have the hangover. There's some that out there that do because the way the chemicals they use to, to grow the stuff isn't good for you. So it's nice when you have something like Veritas where they don't do these things to it that are just lingering in your system. You get high, the high, when the high wears off, you're just in a good mood too. You're, you're not high, but you're still in a good mood. So that's, listen, there you go. You're welcome, Veritas. <laughs> and you're welcome to you. Let me know if you try it. If you do, let me know what you get. HuffUncensored at gmail.com. Sorry for talking so long about it. But it's just one of those things where I, I'm just, I just felt the rant. And, and, you know, good stories come along with that. So, again, Veritas, V-E-R-I-T-A-S. Go ahead and Google that. You'll find that it's a Colorado company that grows their weed. And it's just really neat. Really neat stuff. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Episode 200 is right around the corner, so make sure you try to chime in for that to huffoncensored at gmail.com. Email me your, your favorite moments, topics from the pod. Maybe you got a story you want to share with me. That's cool, too. Just uh, or, or maybe you just have a question you just always wanted answered. Maybe you want me to spill the beans on somebody in the Denver media, and I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll spill some beans. I will. Sp what is it? Spill the tea? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that too. I'll spill the beans and the tea with you in episode 200. Again, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. I did go a little long in this one, and I apologize if that pisses you off, but hey, whatever. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports, Blake Street Tavern, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Veritas Fine Cannabis. Thank you all. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.